the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to What's the Score, a series solely dedicated to the support of Central Florida's small business and entrepreneurs. Donated as a community service by Salem Media Group. Now, here's Christopher Hart and Rich Jekyll. Hello again, and welcome to What's the Score, the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business. Thank you so much for tuning in. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I am, let's see, I'm here with the award-winning, he's supposed to be out of town, actually. We were I'm just talking about. I'm, I'm looking across and I'm going, deja vu all over again. <laughs> uh, I got radio. The, the award-winning Rich Jekyll is back again. Hello, Christopher, cross my heart. And I am Christopher Hart of the American Adversaries Radio Show, and uh, you were supposed to be attending a reunion. Uh, was this a high school reunion? Yes, my 25th. I know, yeah, right, 25th four times. <laughs> uh, but it is in upstate New York, right? Correct, Attica. Attica, New York. And uh, the guards, you know, they couldn't put it off any longer. I'm, so. I'm on work release at the moment. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, But uh, you had to postpone the trip because? Because the auto train was washed out because of Florence. Some of the bridges were overrun with water. The train couldn't go. Yeah. And so here I am. So here you the are. Lucky guy. Lucky folks. Here we are. <laughs> All right. So once again, uh, Rich is a great uh, volunteer at SCORE. And, uh, you know, SCORE is a great organization because they have so very much to offer. And they ask for so little in return. Right? We do. Yeah, we're all volunteers. We do it just because we like to do it. And SCORE is a nonprofit organization. And if you'd like to be a member of the volunteer staff at SCORE, you can go to the website, orlando.score.org, and sign up there. And they'll contact you, of course, or just walk in in the National Entrepreneur Center in the Orlando Fashion Square Mall. And, of course, uh, you can always, uh, as I said, just walk in over there between 9 and 5, Monday through Friday, or... Even now, between 9 and 2, even on Saturday, and you'll find a live person in there. A live person, at least, and they they are doing counseling. They are actually seeing people on Saturday now. So Yeah. And And it's always full. Have you done a Saturday yet? I have not. Okay. It cuts into my sleep time. (laughs) And cartoons when you get up, right? My cartoons, right. (laughs) But the... uh, once again, the score office is there with these great volunteers, and that's just in Orlando. Of course, they're all over the nation. They have the national website, score.org. You can go there and see all of the office locations. So if you have a friend or relative in another part of the country who is or wants to be an entrepreneur, you can refer them to the local score office, mm-hmm. and it would be a big help to them. And uh, once again, SCORE is there to not just provide you mentorship, which that's the primary focus of SCORE. Yeah, counseling. But, exactly. But they also provide uh, seminars, uh, what what they call the, what we call the Coffee with the Leader and Lunch with the Leader series, where you can come in and educate yourself uh, on basics, the business basics, and 
the going, the going things. Yeah, right. specialty things. Yeah, and so all of this, you can find uh, what they do at the local office, and there's always something going on at the score office in the National Entrepreneur Center where the classrooms are, state-of-the-art state of the classrooms. You can go to the website, orlando.score.org, to see that lineup. And then also the Facebook page where we'd like you to like us, that Score Orlando on Facebook. Yeah, and uh, let me interject here that we also have an outreach program that I'm responsible for, uh, which includes this radio show. But also uh, we do represent Score at different events, like uh, last week I was at Paramore at the business convention there. And the month before that, we were at the Winter Park Biz Fest. So we're always out there in the public trying to get our faces out there, you know. <laughs> and if you have a function coming up, uh, right. you think uh, score could be add to your uh, what you're trying to do, you can always go once again to the website or give them a call at 420, I'm sorry, 407-420-4844. That's 407-420-4844 and begin the process of setting that up. Right. And right now we are involved with the Veterans Business Initiative. Yeah, right. And now that is going on at the National Entrepreneur Center. Right. Uh, because the Disabled uh, Chamber, Disabled Veterans Chamber Disability of Commerce, Chamber. Disability yeah. Chamber of Commerce there is uh, also located at the National Entrepreneur Center. And what they're doing is it's every Friday morning now for the next six weeks. Tuesday. Right? Tuesday. Is it Tuesday mornings? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the next, uh, it's an eight-week program, isn't it? It's eight weeks. All right. The so eighth week is graduation, so I guess you could say it's seven weeks of education. All right. And if you didn't go to the first one, that doesn't mean you can't go to the rest no, of them. No, that's right. And you can go to, once again, the uh, score office there or the uh, National Entrepreneur Center, and uh, you can get involved in that. And this is for veterans. And this is it's sort of like a job fair and entrepreneur fair. That's exactly what it is. all veterans. Yes, and, just for veterans. But veterans, exactly. And, of course, you can accompany a veteran there, but it is... You'll have people, pardon me, like from Rosen, the Rosen Hotels. Very good, yeah. Disney and some of the, the other. Hospital, exactly. utilities. The, the major employers in the area are now consistently looking for people that they can add to their to their payroll. And, and, and they're looking for veterans. And right. they specifically seek these, these uh, folks out. So yeah. if you're a veteran, please take, take advantage of this. And let me mention that these are hiring managers. Right. So some of the veterans get hired right on the spot, exactly. which is just marvelous. You know, it's Absolutely. a marvelous program. It can be life changing for for somebody out there listening right now. Very good. And Thanks for mentioning. So, and it's free for veterans. Yeah. And you get breakfast and I think lunch, too, don't you? Uh, let's see if there's like on the interview days when all the companies are there. Right. Yeah. Lunch is provided as well. Anyway, all of this you can find by contacting SCORE. Or, of course, the Disabilities Chamber of Commerce right. there at the National Entrepreneur Center. And so, once again, it's all there for you to take advantage of. The classes now, the seminars that SCORE has to offer, some of them have a charge. Those are your business basics and things of that nature. But like the Coffee with a Leader series, that's free. That's free. And there's a minimal charge for the Lunch with a Leader series, right. and that's for yeah, lunch. But you get lunch. Right. Yeah. And once again, all of these things are presented at the National Entrepreneur Center. But as Rich said, they're willing to reach out into and come out into the community to be a part of your event. Right. 
And uh, so, once again, all of this, you can contact SCORE there. And once again, uh, SCORE has a lot of great people involved in what they do over there. And uh, we like to bring them in and show them off, right, yeah, Rich? We do. We do that. So uh, you want to introduce today's guest? Well, we have a gentleman that's been on the show before. Yep. His oh, name wow. is Jim Pearsall. Thank you, Rich. It's good to be here. Yeah, good to have you, Jim. Good, good to see you. And it has been a while. It has been. It's been, uh, what, almost six months, I guess, now. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, we ran into you at the BizFest, though, too. At the BizFest, Yeah, that's yes. right. Um, so remind our audience real quickly uh, where you came from and how you got involved in what you're doing. Well, I'm the CEO of SCB Marketing on, over in the Space Coast in Brevard County. Uh, we started off really with high-end print publications to uplift business, uh, very entrepreneurial focused. And now today, I spend most of my time consulting, mentoring, and helping entrepreneurs and growing their business wherever they happen to be in that coming out of the early stage and moving into the chaos stage <laughs> yeah. and uh, getting them out of that chaos stage to where it becomes a self-managed company. All right. And... Go ahead, Rich. What are some of the publications again? Uh, Space Coast Business and I-4 Business here in Orlando. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Now, uh, let's see. You haven't always been in Orlando, though, if I remember correctly. You're from I actually was born here, but that, oh, was, okay. all right. that was many moons ago. All right. so. Well, I got it all wrong. I, I thought that, uh, all right. So, But, yeah, so I've, I've been on the Space product. Coast for the last uh, 18 years. You've yeah. seen a lot of changes over there in that time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's been a uh, unique run. It really has been. That the that Space Coast area has been a boom bust according to the space business. Well, uh, if you NASA, yeah, you, you know, got to be real careful about listening to what's out there because right. really uh, and we were a big part of this because when we got started it was well the space program, the shuttle program's going to shut down next year. Right. Well, it was 6 more years before it ever shut down. Right. And the EDC did a very good job, the Economic Development Council in the area. They used the publication to educate. They used it to acquire. The next year, Embraer came in. And at the same time, they they started creating the seeds uh, at FIT and some other place for founder programs. So now all of a sudden, you've got this entrepreneurial um, just just rushing to the top. And then you've also got this large base of, you know, space programs, Grumman landed its new contract, Harris stayed, Embraer's relocated all of Brazil to Melbourne now. Is that right? So you've got an aviation aerospace hub like you really don't have anywhere in the United States. And you had a lot of people, experienced people. Oh, no, it it was one of the best places. I mean, Orlando comes over there to take talent all the time because it's so close. This has kind of been happening sort of under the radar. It hasn't gotten a lot of attention. No, it doesn't. Uh, you know, if you pay attention to the news back six years ago, you know, 60 Minutes came out with how devastated the Space Coast right. was. And we yep. were sitting back there laughing because just like, you know, governments can't announce recessions properly. It takes them three years later. Right. We were already past all that. So <laughs> it was just a bad um piece that 60 Minutes did, and, you know, the Space Coast has been healthy and thriving, and it's booming right now. Is Elon Musk going to launch from there? Yes, he is. He is. Yeah. 
Yeah, you got Musk and Bezos both launching. Are you kidding me? Yeah, so. Now, I think there was a Monday night they were going to announce, or this past week they were going to announce. A passenger? Yeah, the the first paying passenger. Yeah, I saw uh, that. I I never did hear who. I never did (laughs) either. I was waiting to hear him say. I wonder if they did do it. Jekyll? Is that how you pronounce it? Jekyll? Jekyll? Uh, Dr. Jekyll is going to the moon. Instead of going to Attica for his reunion, he's going to go out to space. Yeah. But I repeat, Chris, I mean, you know, what you were saying about SCORE, um, we know nationally from an entrepreneurship standpoint that the mentoring process is the number one tool to be able to guarantee success. And so you've got entrepreneurs and what makes them great is the fact that they got the spirit of independence. But the unwillingness to ask for help is what will also cause their doom. So, I mean, SCORE brings a free service uh, to the community like no other service that's available. Because if you don't have mentorship, you're just doomed to repeat the mistakes of the ones before you. That's exactly right. All right. Well, we have to take a break here in just a second. We'll come back with Jim Pearsall and uh, with more of the show. And, of course, if you'd like to hear this show again or any of our past shows, been doing this over four years now, you can go to the SCORE website, orlando.score.org, and access each and every one of those shows right there. What's the score? That's right. Okay, so uh, once again... Also, that's where you find uh, the itinerary and schedule for all of the upcoming uh, events. events. And you can uh, sign up for the newsletter. That's Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. We forget to say that enough. We do. And that way you'll get all the great alerts and you'll know what's coming up. All right, in the meantime, we'll be back right after this short break with more of What's the Score. Okay, welcome back to What's the Score? I am Christopher Hart, along with Rich Jekyll, and our guest today, Jeff Pearsall. I think I may have misspoke earlier and, and called you Jim, but it's all good. Turns out that's because Jim, I told Jim, you to call him Jim, which was wrong. Jim Pearsall is actually your cousin. He's a second cousin, played uh, center field for the Boston Red Sox. Yep. Most memorable, you know, he had an emotional breakdown on the field and, cro- and climbed the fence in the middle of a game. So Is that right? Yeah, really? Fear, the book Fear Strikes Out. You know, tells that whole story. Wow. Yeah. Holy It's a high-pressure sport, I tell you what. Um, so, once again, Jeff Pearsall, our guest today, and was just educating us about the great economic boom going over on the economic um, on the Space Coast here just a little over an hour away from Orlando here. Right. And, of course, that was the way it was always supposed to be. Yes. If you remember when we were kids, right? You know, the, yeah. the Space Coast and FTU, which became the University of Central Florida, right. was all with the notion that these com- companies and this growth would occur over there, which is happening now. Yeah. And it just didn't happen, I guess, as quick as people thought it might. Well, I think a lot of it, you know, Brevard and the whole FTU turning into UCF, you know, was all stimulated from government funding. And what a lot of people don't realize is that they look at the Silicon Valley and they see what it is today, but it got started the same way. You know, you had a university, you had government funding, you had a lot of things that stirred. It just did it before this area has done it. In the last 10 to 12 years, the entrepreneurial uprising that's been in the whole central Florida region 
and and really across the nation, but it it is a very predominant major predominant yeah. in the Central Florida area. Yep. Uh, is really you know starting to cause the economy to really stabilize because you create diversity when you have entrepreneurship. And create, speaking of creating diversity with the type of industry that is developing over there, it's diversifying the whole the state's economy. It away, really does. Away from agriculture and tourism right. yeah. into now high-tech uh, industry. Yes, right? and you're starting to see, even with Bezos offering the first tourism to go, it's it's take the power of tourism and now bring it over to the technology sector. Right. Don't ignore the power of our tourism because, yeah. I mean, we, we've got that, and there's no sense in ignoring it, but let's diversify. I can see the ads now. Uh, so-and-so might have the Kraken roller coaster, but we can you know, send you around the moon. Baby. With Mickey. <laughs> That's it. Uh, they got the whole package. And uh, they they, they uh, thought of this concept up of reusable rockets, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So you can do multiple things with the same rocket. They've already done it twice, I think. Have they? I don't know the exact number, but they've taken it up, brought it back down, mm-hmm. taken actually it back landed up. That is so cool. Yeah. Landed them on barges out in the ocean. It's no quite extraordinary. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Um, so with all of this entrepreneurism, obviously, comes a lot of people who probably don't know exactly how to run a business. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, there's a lot of great ideas, but not a lot of great right. businesses. So uh, how, how, how do you help out with that? Well, you know, the, the first most important thing, Chris, is that, you know, when you when you get an idea together and you kind of simply write it out. I mean, I think a lot of academics overstate the necessity of what you need to get started. Yeah. You, you need a one to two page summary of what you're going to do, why you're doing it and how you're going to do it. Plus, then, how, how are you going to make money at it? Yeah, it's always got to have some a revenue stream with right, it. Right. And then you got to have the courage to take it to three dozen people. You don't need to take it to a hundred, you know, but you got to get enough. And across three dozen, you'll get enough diversification and just say, look, my ego's not attached. Tell me what you think. And what you get out of that is you start getting back feedback that tells you where your potholes are. And it just and it doesn't tell you to do it or not do it. It just tells you what I can expect and the things that are going to be related. Uh, And you'll learn so much in that process. Then you got to have the courage to get started. Now, you you started your own business with all of this, right? Mm -hmm. Sure did. How long ago was that again? I'm sorry. 13 years ago. 13 years. And when you first started out, were you a sole proprietor or were you by yourself? No, I had a partner with me at the same time. And, you know, it it, was the business had the same name. It did. It still had the same name. And it it not the same business today that it was then. And I think probably the single greatest mistake we made was the fact that the business got started more for a lifestyle than it did knowing what the end was going to look like. And I would really encourage everybody. There's a big difference because when you, when you run a business for a lifestyle business, you create a job for yourself. The only thing you've done is created a ton more risk with that, with that job. If you create a business that's got an end, the end is somewhere out there where I don't have to be in the business anymore. The business either becomes self-managed and I'm just collecting the the benefits and the profits from it, or I'm exiting from the from that business 
and I'm going to have that exit um, action. But yeah, you really got to know the end before you begin. So you're saying you guys started out without knowing the end. Yeah, it really was. I mean, you know, we were looking at he had two kids. I had three going into uh, in uh, that were actually in high school. So the college days were in front of us. And, you know, we had a picture because I was a visionary of where we wanted to go. But the concept of knowing the end before we began really didn't get demonstrated to me for probably about six years. And then I was like, oh, God, man, I I, I get it. I see what the issue is here. Did you, you know, flounder at first? Oh, no, no. We we went straight straight up all the way through, man. You I did. Mean, okay. it, it so wasn't, you were lucky. Well, it was, it was about, it was, well, a, I mean, there's a, there's a lot it's, it's to be all, said. It's all about timing in life. Yeah, it's well, all and, about and, and there's all about, you know, look, everybody can say what they and want. Hard there's, work. It's hard work and you got to go make the rain come. Right. You know, if you don't have a rainmaker that can go actually sell and generate revenue, every idea is going to go to the wayside. Mm-hmm. I don't care how good the idea is. Uh, you've got to have somebody that knows how to go sell that proposition. And that's why 68% of the startup businesses fail in the first year mm-hmm. because yeah. no rainmaker. Yeah, you, you've you got to have sales. It, it, cash flow is king. Um, you know, it's not having cash. You know, there's a lot of people to go get half a million dollars to start their company and they're out of it in 18 months. It's it's not cash. It's cash flow. Right. Big exactly. Difference. You, you got to have it coming in the door. That's mm-hmm. it. And, and not just in one lump, one no. lump sum. <laughs> one lump sum will make you lazy. In a lot of ways, it is, a, a you know, a it's sword. a curse. It's a, it's a trap. Yeah, it's certainly a trap. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, I always advise uh, the people that come in. To get um, uh, what do you call them? The loans, the not the loans, the equity loans, where mm-hmm. you only borrow what you need at that yeah. moment, right? Yeah. And you only pay interest on what you borrowed at yeah. that yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah, and and I think Chris says it well. It's 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 more of a trap than anything because yeah. it creates a false sense of security, right? And there's always something about being hungry, you know what I mean? Right. You know, I went backwards from probably three hundred and fifty thousand to about eighty thousand to do this, and you know, people would go, "Well, that's crazy." Well, yeah, but I got my time freedom back, and when you when you understand time freedom, relationship freedom, money freedom, and purpose freedom, those freedoms can drive you to accomplish just about anything. But you got to be dialed into them, and you got to understand what what it is you really do want. Our guest today, Jeff Pearsall. How long ago was it when you got involved with SCORE? You guys kind of hooked up. Our actual first time was about seven years ago. How did that and happen? <laughs> I, I, when we came over here for I-4, I went straight in to see Jerry at the NEC. And, okay. of course, all the different chambers were there and SCORE was there. And, you know, and it's been kind of on and off, back and forth. But we've always highlighted the NEC through the publication. We've always been a, a collaborative partner of SCORE to be able to do the things they wanted to do. And then we did the Biz Fest, and then we did a, one of the speaking engagements down there just a few months ago with Robin. It's just a powerful center to understand there's nothing like it in the country. Yeah. Right. That what we have right here. And people need to take advantage of that opportunity. Yeah, that's and, absolutely true. And Jeff will be speaking again in the future. And once again, you can go to orlando.score.org to find out the schedule. 
And uh, what, where can people go to can people, anybody subscribe to your publications? Yeah, they can. And really, you can find a lot at jeffpearsall.com or you can go to scbmarketing.com. Either one. That's S as in Sam, C as in Charlie, B as in Bravo. scbmarketing.com. Yep. And uh, so the the relationship with SCORE, once again, is it, it's all about, you know, talent and helping people out and helping entrepreneurs out and helping them avoid the pitfalls. I think any any good entrepreneur, when you get to a certain place and you can kind of move through this chaos stage, they all want to give back. They all want to be a part of somebody else's future and helping that. Mm-hmm. Now, we each have different roles within that. Right. Um, so, you know. I do a lot of one-on-one with with CEOs that are in that chaotic stage. They need to get organized. They need to get focused on the things that really matter. And the concept of a self-managed company is something that to most entrepreneurs, it just doesn't register because they don't understand taking 150 free days in a year. You look at an entrepreneur and say, look, you should take 150 free days a year. And they go, you're, I can't even get one free day. <laughs> and, you know, when you start yeah. working through that mindset with right, them right. and you get them shifted over there, not only do they get better because they start working in their unique ability, but the company gets better because the people within the company can rise up to their talent levels. And and that's not going to be in the first stages of your business. Right. I mean, look, in the first stage is it's it's everybody. Right. All hands yeah. on deck and right. it's, you know, chief everything officer. Yeah. Right. I right. mean, but, but that's that's as you were saying earlier, you have to have that that You got to have that the, mindset the, to know the, where the you're end, going. That end. end and again. That's the, right. Right. Okay, you're rich. Yeah, when our company hit 100 million, mm-hmm. our CEO was still at 2 million. Right. He was trying to do everything and we were too big him to do everything you know we had myself and we had me and my partner who were the chief vice presidents and we were opening offices to a year and then mm-hmm. four a year so we were going like crazy but he couldn't get past the mindset of a two million dollar company right where he had to be involved with everything he had to let go, let loose of the reins a little bit, and it's the hardest. And that know, was so hard for him to do. If, if you can say whatever you want, right? yeah. Yep. Um, and about two million is where it breaks. Yeah, you know, it it really yep. is about between two and three million. It, right. it breaks, and that CEO needs to give up the uh, reins. Right. Well, speaking of breaks, we got to take one right now. <laughs> well, so it wasn't that a good segue. So we'll do that right now and come back on the other side with Jeff Pearsall and more of What's the Score? to What's the Score, the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business. And that's what Score is in the business of, and that's what Jeff Pearsall is in the business of. He's our guest today with SB, excuse me, SCB Marketing. You can go to scbmarketing.com to see his publications there. 
and uh, Rich Jekyll is in the studio, and I am Christopher Hart. I'm sorry, what were the two uh, publications' names? Well, we've got Space Coast Business and I-4 Business here Space in Coast Orlando. Space Coast Business and I-4 Business, and that's our, right. our book that we wrote, Dogs Don't Bark at Parked Cars, yeah, is also that's, available. That was good. That's yeah. right, that's right. Space Coast Business. All right, and the... Uh, uh, Rich was uh, wondering uh, about your experiences uh, with as a partnership. You had a couple of specific questions, I think. Yeah, well, a, a huge percentage of partnerships fail. Mm-hmm. We get them all the time, you know, negotiating who does what. And most of them uh, do not have what's called uh, letters of, of uh, da, 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 what is it? Letters of, you know, when they split, dissolution. Yeah. yeah. Dissolution. Okay. Dissolution when you did, clauses in the operating right, agreement. Right, yes. in the operating agreement. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, there's a couple different things. I mean, on that front, it's very important to make sure you get your corporate documents done at the beginning, which we did do when we had a good operating agreement. Now, it's not that we went and reviewed it every year, but when the point finally came, which happened in our partnership, where... You know, I, I basically tell anybody and everybody, you're either growing or you're dying. And, you know, the world changes so fast and things are moving. And I don't mean technology change. It just changes. Yeah. And if you're not growing, then you have to be dying because it's going past you. You can't stay where you are. So he got to the place where growth, he was very much against growth. And I was very much, look, we got to come out of this and we got to become a share shareholder driven type of company, got to expand, got to grow. We just can't stay here. So then that led to that separation. And at that time, we went to the bylaws that were inside the operating agreement. And as much as you may like or dislike whatever you wrote there at that time, uh, it at least gives you the boundaries on the, the football field yep. to be able to actually accomplish the end game. The separation. And, and then he made some mistakes, but um, even with those, we didn't address them. We stayed within that operating agreement and took the high road with it. And I would strongly encourage anybody that gets in that situation, you know, take the high road. The high road will always pay off in new opportunities that come to you. Every time you get down into the trenches of the lack of character, then you all, you're going to get drugged down. Your business is going to get drugged down. If I had taken that position and we'd have moved in that direction, which we could have called the sheriffs in on the situation, we'd be out of business today. Really? Uh, instead, it's just the natural laws of how it happens. And uh, we would have destroyed him at the same time, which would have been no good. And then, we would have turned around and instead of being blessed with the largest deal that we ever had 12 months later, you know, I I don't know how to explain that to people other than to tell you, stay on the high road. It's the purpose of our book. It gives you those moral guidelines of how to manage the challenges that you're going to face on a day-to-day basis because you're going to face them. Oh God. And they're going to come all the time. Yep. Now I, the other side of partnerships is just like us sitting here today. I mean, you have to be willing to get out and away from your desk and go seek other like-minded people that are in different areas that you partner with so that you can strengthen that foothold of your business. And I think, again, this area has been very fortunate and blessed because of the leadership that John Hitt provided from UCF Mm -hmm. saying, look, we're a partnership college. 
and he set a tone in the region of what that meant. Mm-hmm. And and you see things here that you don't see in a lot of a lot of communities around that. Yeah. Now, specifically, how would you uh, what would you say about the articles of dissolution or mm-hmm. the operating agreement and that kind of stuff? So there's so to, to the two partners, I, 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 three partners. I would I would make sure that in the early stages you find out in the very beginning and you get with an entrepreneurial attorney. You know, and that's the beauty of things like the NEC is they can give you good references. Right. You don't need the big uh, corporate guys that have got the, the names of, you know, there's seven partners yeah. <laughs> because the more right. partners there is, there's the more, more overhead. More it costs. <laughs> you it, so, you, you know, it. go get you a good entrepreneurial attorney. It's a templated document. It doesn't take a lot of customization. Wait he a minute. takes you through those and he just, you just answer them and you write it according to what the two of you want yeah. and the way you want it. Let me mention to that effect that, uh, you, there are sample documents on score.org, the website. Yeah, perfect. There the are national, sample, the national, the national website, and they're free. So you can use those documents as your boilerplate or your template, and, whatever and, you want to call it. And it's important, get them all filled out. Right. I mean, like we knew right. when we started, we both agreed our wives would never be in the business. So we set up exit exit insurance just a simple term That's life policy perfect something happens to him it buys her out something happens to me it buys my wife yeah. out and then you know we had disillusion if an argument ever occurred between the partners right now you're thinking at the time okay there'll never be an argument you're right well yeah Guess there will what? be Yes, what yeah it's like a marriage yeah right? yeah there will be an argument yeah so you know it, it it will happen and just like a marriage the only problem in a partnership with the business is it's it always looks like a way out. Mm-hmm. And so they figure out how to get out of it. And I mean, even marriages do it. I mean, 50 percent of the marriages go apart. So and this operating agreement really helped you get through that whole process. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very much. So, so you would yeah. recommend that every partner. You, you, if you don't have it laid out in the beginning, you won't get it done later because once end, you get started. Yep. Everything else gets in the way. Good. But even Good. then, you still had to take, as you said, the high road. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, Chris, it's just if you don't, you know, if you get down with the pigs, you're going to get muddy. You're going to get in the slop. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, you just you got to stay away from it. All right. And it's tempting. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, no. Uh, Jeff Pearsall is our guest today. Jeff is where you can uh, find him, or you go to scbmarketing.com. Yes, sir. And uh, he is, uh, that's for the Space Coast Business Magazine yep. and I-4 Business. Yes. And the book, Dogs Don't Bark at Parked Cars. I yep. love that. And we, we spent a good deal of time on the show right. before. And right. once again, if you want to find out, and when uh, Jim was, I'm sorry, when Jeff was on the show before, that's at the archives. Yeah, the archive. it's in the archives. Yeah. Well, you know, Chris, it, it reminds me so much of what you do with your show. I mean, really what you do with your show is what makes America great again. Because, and it's what the problem is today is that you got an entrepreneur at the helm. Yeah. All right. The number one problem that entrepreneurs have is being heard. Now I can go talk to 200 people over here and they'll hear me, but you get me inside of my office and let me speak to my staff and it's like glazed over. <laughs> and, you know, and that's really what we're dealing with today. And so, 
the the movement against entrepreneurship that's coming from the national level down and they're finding out real fast how resilient entrepreneurs are absolutely because he doesn't bend at anything right well also we have uh, something that is extraordinary happening amongst uh, a lot of millennials and yes. younger folks uh, because you see when polls are taken there seems to be a high regard for socialism Mm-hmm. And yet you also see a great deal of entrepreneurialism yes. amongst these same folks. Yes. I don't know if it's dawned on a lot of them yet, but that's capitalism. You know, <laughs> right? And then so well, you, your problem there, Chris, is that you got so much. If you go to an MBA class and ask what is capitalism, you're not going to get the definition. And you, you've got this group coming out that's now larger than the baby boomers. And they don't even, they're not being taught what that is. They're not getting the basics. Mm-mm. What are the yeah. basics? What is capitalism? It's, it's the accumulation of capital, simply put, for the production of goods, services. So and- cap- capitalism at its basic form is the pursuit of my self-interest without interference to you and your human rights. Yeah. So I got the, the freedom. The, the Adam Smith. Yeah, I got version. the freedom yeah. to pursue right. what it mm-hmm. is that I wish to pursue without interfering disrespectfully to somebody else's personal. And, and it has to be legal. And too. it was always yeah, and it I mean, was always meant to be hand in hand with the liberties that we enjoy from our government. If you take the liberties of the Constitution, they are directly hand in hand with capitalism. Right. Uh, Calvin, Can't avoid it. Calvin Cool just said the business of America is business. Business, is business. right. And, yeah. and because that is the, you know, entrepreneurialism is in its uh, in its very essence, the struggle for freedom. It's, it's all it is. <laughs> you know, when you think about it, it's freedom of time, relationship, economics and purpose and doing what you want with your life. Yeah. Doing yeah. what you want is and, the key. And if right. you think about it now. You know, we went through an uh, an agricultural stage. Right. And that agricultural stage was very entrepreneurial. Indeed. Because everybody had to work to eat, work to live. Right. And the family unit was critically important to that farm. Yep. Then the Industrial Revolution came, and all of a sudden you had the rise of big companies. What most people tend to tend to forget is that Every big company started as one person. There's no such thing as walk out today and right. you're a hundred million dollar company with, right. you know, a thousand employees. That just doesn't happen. You have to build it from the ground up. But we forget that, and you know, we forget where the real birth of our economy is. And by the way, all the jobs, and you can just mark this one down. The jobs that are created are by the companies that are 1 million to 50 million in revenue. Yep. The jobs are not created by the big companies. No. They're all created by the second and third stage companies. There's a statistic something like 58% of all revenues in the US come from small business. Mm-hmm. The businesses that you were just talking about yeah, the scale right. that, that, yep. that uh, same same correlation. Yep. That Jeff yep. Jeff was just talking. So it's critically about. important. Yeah, indeed it is. Okay, we do have to take another break here in just a moment. But once again, jeffpearsall.com or go to scbmarketing.com, as in Space Coast Business, scbmarketing.com. And that's where you can access his publication, subscribe, and order the book, Dogs Don't Bark at Parked Cars. 
and that that's like a primer. It, it, it's a uh, it should be like a handbook of, it, it, of, of people yeah. and, and how to deal with ethical questions and problems that everybody's presented with every in day. The, it's, a handbook, it's a handbook right. for ethical capitalism. In the business world. There it is. Yeah. There it is right there. Okay. And as I said, we do have to take a break. And don't forget to go to our Facebook page. Yeah, right? kind of like us, right? Uh, kind of. I don't know if there's a kind of like. No, I, mean, I think it's either like or, like or not. Yeah. <laughs> but you can do that at Score Orlando on Facebook. In the meantime, we will take a break and come right back with more of What's the Score? Okay, welcome back to What's the Score? Once again, this show is designed to help you Actually, really, to help you access score, who helps you yeah, come up with right. that winning combination. I mean, that's the name. What's the score? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Which uh, Rich came up with. Yeah, after four beers. Yeah, that's right. After he got his mind right. <laughs> All right, that is Rich Jekyll. I am Christopher Hart. Our guest today is Jeff Pearsall. And uh, Jeff wrote the great book, Dogs Don't Bark at Park Cars. But he also uh, talked uh, a little while ago about being heard. And that's what radio is all about, ladies and gentlemen, being heard, having your message get out there. And primarily that message is in the form of commercials, but you can do it a number of ways with radio. That's the great thing about radio. For instance, this radio show right here was uh, was concocted at the first uh, business Fest, yes. uh, as we were talking about how we could do other things in the, to help the community be more aware of what SCORE and the National Entrepreneur Center had to offer. Yeah, and there were no shows like this at the time. That's exactly right. Uh, we're pioneers. We are, my sense. friend, pioneers. <laughs> and, uh, and Rich even looks like a pioneer. So <laughs> I, We're not going to go I there, right? But it's because radio is so very effective. And as we've told you before on the show, so very many Americans, almost all Americans, listen to their radios at some point during the day. And and that includes millennials and young folks as, young folks as well. And that doesn't mean they all listen to this type format in radio, obviously, but it does mean that radio is a great way to get your message out there. And because there are different formats, you can choose the format that your demographic, the folks that you want to reach, listen to. Yeah, yeah the most a, effective Most one. effective thing. Exactly. Yep. And with four great radio stations here, all aimed at different dem- demographics, the Salem Media Group probably has a station that can get right to the folks you want to reach and in an effective, cost-effective, and efficient way. The man to talk to is Bill Files. He's the station manager here for Salem Media Orlando. His number is 407-618-1760. Bill would love to give you a tour of the station and hook you up with the people around here that can help you get that message that you want uh, to be heard. And you can do it in your own voice if you like, or you can have the professionals here at the station voice it for you, help you produce it. They'll do everything for you. They make it so very easy that even Rich and I can do it. Yeah, right? man. <laughs> I tell you what. And so, uh, once again, Bill is Bill Files, 407-618-1760. And a man who's in the communication himself, business himself, uh, Jeff Pearsall, with us today. And uh, I4 Business Magazine, that's been around quite a while now, hasn't it? Yeah, it's about seven years now. About seven yeah. years wow. now. Yeah. Who would have thought a magazine would have made it? I well, mean, in this all, day you know, of... It, it well, goes, what's, what's, what was the key? Yeah, it goes back to a lot of what Chris is saying. I mean, the more we change, the more things stay the same. And 
right now the number one tool, just like radio is such a diversified mechanism to get your message out, the number one tool to be able to create trust is still print. And so trust being a 10x factor in how you grow your business I mean, if people don't trust you, believe me, your business is going to be very difficult. Very. And so print really still, and there's still a a vanity side of it. People still love to be able to see themselves printed, see it and hang it. And, you know, it's just still part of the deal. Cut it out and frame it and put it on the wall. Yeah, it's still part of the deal. Yeah, absolutely. And Yeah, you can't frame a text. No. Well, I, or that's a true. Gmail that's true. or that's whatever. True. I guess you would have to take a photograph or however they do right. that. You, probably yeah. have to, you can do that with some of these smart devices. <laughs> it's I don't know. fake. My it's smart fake. device makes me feel awful dumb most of the time. <laughs> but uh, it's a lot smarter than me, right? But, uh, the, but the whole point is that the, the effective way to get your message out there is still the basics. It yeah. really all does come down to the basics. The radio? Yeah, it does. I mean, you know, is digital still a part of that? Yes. Right. Know, it's just another added venue to that the most important question is who do you want to reach and where are they residing right and then what are the tools that get to where they are and there's still a lot of people wasting a ton of money in digital because they're not delivering it to where the audience is target market that's right Right. well how did you get over the hump of what was there a hump or did it just take off uh, no there's a hump in everybody's business and i think you know for us you know, we were six months into it, and we did a story on Joseph Duda, who's the was the CEO at the time of the Vieira Company of the Duda Farms. Duda Farms, right? And then he became the chair and CEO of of A Duda and Sons, of of just a spectacular visionary. Uh, but nobody had told the story, and it was like we introduced you know that entire story to the community, and they were fascinated by it, and it was like how did these guys pull this off? And, you know, when you, when you did that, then it was like, Oh boy. And it, it just kind of opened up floodgates and oh, it started boy. the acceptability and the credibility. Yeah. yeah. And the trust. Right. Do you, archive, do you archive? Can people access past? Yeah. Your past yeah. They really can. Yeah. And stuff when yeah, they subscribe. Sure we uh, still get a lot of requests for different pieces. Okay. Uh, that's, scbmarketing.com is where you can find these publications, Space Coast Business, I-4 Business, and the great book, Dogs Don't Bark at Parked Cars. And we were talking a little bit about the book, and I know we spent uh, more time speaking about it last time, Mm -hmm. and you can access that at the SCORE archive, scoreorlando.org. I'm sorry, that's the uh, Facebook page, orlando.score.org. But as we were saying, that's a primer, and... We, we've seen that our universities haven't been teaching ethics and things like, <laughs> you know, it used to be when you when related you, to those it. Were, some of those things were like required yeah. you know, requirements in, in years gone before. Right. And so it's just not happening, really. Yeah. You you've got an undermining that's occurring and it starts really at the family level. I mean, when you have 50% of your families breaking apart, you're losing an ethical, moral basis that's being taught. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you move into the system and the system isn't standing up for what a basic foundation is. And a lot of the opportunity that is existing in America that attracts so many people also 
allows us to dilute the message and the opportunity for who we are. And because we're losing that concrete platform that we stood on for so many years that made us who we are, now that starts to turn into quicksand because it's, you're, you're not standing on a moral, ethical background. And when you lose that, you know, it, things really do become very because you'll fall for anything. I mean, it's the old adage. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. anything. And right. hmm. we're 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 in that temptation cycle right now because you can just watch the news media and it's nothing but angry. And I mean, really and truly, it's on both sides. True. There's just not anybody that just go back and watch some of the old documentaries of Walter Conkright and he didn't get emotional about anything. He just this is it. This is the facts. That's and the way I'm not going to give you my pay opinion. I'm just going to tell right. you what. What we know um, with this uh, entrepreneurial boom, which mm-hmm. is really yeah. part of the, the economic uh, boom that we're experiencing right now, uh, are you encouraged that the sort of the nature of things will yeah. bring back the, a tendency to rebuild that foundation? You know, yeah, I, I think the real thing that we've got to look at, Chris, is human beings and ethics are analog. So they move in a linear fashion. Greed and fear will show up in every situation. So every decision, every circumstance has greed and fear. And we're in a digital age that's going exponentially. Well, greed and fear is going with it. So if if you really stop and think about it and think about the Microsoft case in the 2000s, they they. Charged them for being a monopoly. Took them two and a half years to go through the court case. At the end of the court case, the decision that they rendered was no longer relevant because the digital exponential growth had outrun it. It outrun the decision. Right. So we we've got to figure out how we take ethics and catch it up with greed and fear because you're going to have five billion people connected. In five years and five billion people connected in five years means that somebody can sit at their counter and press the inner key and shut down the electrical system. They could sit, shut down the FFA system. You say, well, these things aren't possible. Yet. Let me tell you, they're all possible. They're very possible. Sure. So sure. the question becomes, what keeps the person from pushing the key? And you got to go. I I mean, if a kid is willing to walk into his high school and shoot it up today, Mm -hmm. what keeps them from pushing an inner key when they're able to hack in? Because you've got India, China, you got everywhere across the world now of of hackers learning these systems. So it's a it's a very interesting moral dilemma that we're dealing with that we've got to catch up with. Yeah, the necessity of it, because we are so dependent now. On these systems, yeah. which are in essence and laws, laws. Vulnerable. By the way, Chris won't do it. No, I mean, no. up to this time, we've always, you know, oh, I've got guys. That, we got a guy that drove drunk, so right. now we need to cre- create drunk driving laws. Right? You know, that's an ethical linear. Here's something that went wrong. We create a law for it. You're not going to be able to legalize character for the future in the digital exponential growth. Hmm. And once again, you can get the book "Dogs Don't Bark at." 
parked cars to help out with all of this. He did that well. Yes. (laughs) And uh, all of this at the the website scbmarketing.com for, as in Space Coast Business, scbmarketing.com. And uh, don't forget to subscribe as well. Rich. No. Oh, oh I'm uh, sorry. no, no. I was thinking about something. Oh, okay. I was, Ethics. He, usually, when he's tapping on the table like that, it means he <laughs> wants to ask a question. So uh, we got him stirred up. No, with that actually, one. yeah, you did. We got little hand signals here. Yeah, you're not used to me thinking. Yeah, that's part of it. Yes, yes, indeed, indeed. And uh, once again, Jeff has uh, been a presenter at uh, some of the score uh, educational uh, series. Yeah. And uh, he'll be back again. Fest. He'll be back again in the future. Yeah. And uh, so uh, we'll let you know. And of course, all of these things that you can uh, keep a track of at Orlando.score.org. And don't forget, when you see an event uh, or a seminar that you would like to participate in, make sure you sign up for it ahead of time. And that way they'll make sure they have, they always have handouts and things that they will be sending home with you, that will be giving to you. And they want to make sure they have enough for, for everyone. And, of course, uh, in the state-of-the-art uh, facilities over there, they want to make sure they have enough room for everybody as well. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of room there, but they fill those rooms rooms up. Yeah, like uh, what's going on right now with the Veterans Business Initiative with companies coming in and interviewing veterans on the spot. Every and Tuesday. Some, yep, every for the Tuesday. Next six weeks. So, so if you're a vet, come on in. Yeah, it's free to the vets. And uh, who knows? They may go home with a, a whole different a life job. perspective. Yep. Exactly. Once again, all of this at uh, SCORE in the National Entrepreneur Center. Jeff, once again, thanks for being on the yeah, show today. Fascinating, really as always, talking to you. Chris, keep up the great work. What uh, you're doing is needed in our in our area tremendously. Well, you're so keep some, preaching it, buddy. And you keep writing it. <laughs> you're doing some great work yourself. All right, until next week, that's all for What's the Score. See ya. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.